from the WeatherTight Windows Studio. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. Now, the conversation continues. It's time for John's Choice on Drew Garabo Live. Welcome back to Drew Garabo Live. Hi. He's Drew Garabo. Also from the Purple Rain soundtrack, it's Baby, I'm a Star. Prince on 1025 The Bell. the news of the day. Today's John's Joints being brought to you by Uptograph Laser Vision. The GOAT, Dr. Uptograph, uh, was the one who gave me the gift of sight. I went in a few months back for my LASIK procedure, was in and out in about four hours. You're actually in the uh, the LASIK suite, as they call it, which sounds very very fancy, which it is. It's very beautiful in there. Uh, for 10 minutes, maybe. Uh, the rest is just kind of getting you ready and letting you rest. I went home, took a nice long nap, and woke up with better than 20 20 vision. It feels like a miracle, honestly. No more glasses, no more contacts, no more uh, humidity fogging up my my, uh, lenses Mm. in the summer, no more drizzling, all of that stuff. I'm just seeing as clear as can be, and you can too. They're offering $1,000 off right now, and the consultation is free. Give them a call, 727-551-2020. You can even book online at LASIK, the number four, me.com. I have to say, I'm very uh, uh, excited about the uh, about the Guazi, the new Iron Guazi. It's been like two years, and I'm seeing now. I I had been convinced like three times that it was open. It wasn't until I started seeing the stories about it opening that it's officially now open. The Iron Guazi, baby, or for pass holders this weekend, I guess. Yeah, I had some uh, serious FOMO yesterday because I was invited to the media day, but I'm just not quite up. Uh, I'm not at roller coaster strength yet. You well, you're not necessarily a fan, are you? Not of roller coasters, yeah. but I think I would have to ride that. Yeah, I've got to. Uh, I've got to get a trip planned uh, because I think I got all of the uh, the dust out of me, the kidney stone dust. But legitimately, there have been actual um, there have been actual studies done about this thing, and that that riding roller coasters for hours on end mm. can can help loosen up and shake stuff up in your in your kidneys as well. So I want to ride Iron Guazi really really bad, uh, but I also. Um, I also want to see if I can shake up some dust. I hear that. Um, well, my pass still works until March, so you let me know. I'll be happy to walk you guys in. Who, who's who's uh, D do I got to ask to get on these media lists? Mm. Yours? I mean, I'll start there. Here. I'll start there, and then mm. you, you know, that'll get Perfect. the conversation started. Hell yeah. Does that sound good? I mean, it sounds great. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll work it. Mm-hmm. Work the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Take it all. Okay. You know I will. What you got going on there? Those <laughs> joints there, John. <laughs> if you missed it earlier, uh, it has really just led to more 
questions, it seems. Uh, Bob Saget's cause of death has been revealed as a brain bleed after the comic bumped his head in the Ritz-Carlton hotel room in Orlando and went to sleep unaware of the extent of his injuries. Uh, Bob Saget, who's 65, uh, hit his head on an unbeknownst object. Um, and that's the story uh, that we're all kind of left with the question, how does that happen? Uh, there haven't, it's been guessed that maybe it was the headboard, but nobody really seems to know what he hit himself on the head with. Uh, but it is a brain bleed and he went to bed not knowing the extent of his injuries. I guess it was bruised. So it, he, he definitely knew and there was physical evidence on his head that it happened, um, but he just went to sleep and, and I have heard that before. I thought it was an old wives' tale. Uh, don't go to sleep after you hit your head. But if we're to believe what's up with Bob Saget, it is very, very true. Went to bed, bumped his head, didn't get up in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, my gosh. I didn't I realize that the answer was sitting. That that was that's the, Those are the words of that song, right? Uh, K-Dubs uh, put that on the uh, Facebook page last night, and it made me think, oh, my God, how prophetic. What, who is that? Give me the rest of the – what's the rest of the words there? What am I forgetting I think, there? I think it's raining. It's pouring. The old man is yes. snoring. Woke up, bumped his head. Went to bed, bumped his head. Didn't get, didn't up, in get up in the morning. Man, we've been learning this life lesson the whole time, that if you mm-hmm. bump your head, don't go to bed. Yeah, I mean, or you won't wake up, man. This is uh, this is an interesting conversation starter because it kind of stems around something you, Drew, have been talking about uh, for years and years and years, and it's it's kind of uh, you know we we love animals here, and uh, it has to do with the breed of a dog and whether or not that is the determining factor uh, of danger or or the likelihood of whether or not a dog will attack. A new piece of legislation making its way through the Florida legislative session would remove breed as a factor in policies about dangerous dogs. Instead, the bill would change policy requirements to solely focus on the individual behavior. Senate Bill 614 adjusts the existing dangerous dog laws in Florida according to an analysis by the legislature. Existing dangerous dog laws have been in effect since 1990 focused on reducing unprovoked attacks and protecting the welfare of the public. Under the current law, a dangerous dog refers to the dog who have attacked or severely injured someone on public or private property, has severely injured or killed other multiple pets uh, times while, while off of their owner's property, or has chased or attacked someone in public unprovoked. Uh, within this, uh, it specifies certain breeds as dangerous breeds. If this new law passed, it would take that away and focus on the dog specifically. So, I mean... Where, where do you stand? I mean, I, I don't think it's in. As a dog lover, I don't feel like you're going too out of your way if you say that certain dog breeds are a little bit more dangerous. You can say that certain breeds have more of a tendency if they do attack to hurt people. Um, but, man, I don't know. I have so many friends who have Rotties and Pit Bulls. And to see them not necessarily discriminated against, but they can't live someplace because their dog yeah. is automatically yeah. labeled a dangerous dog, that hurts my heart. Yeah, and that would be – and that's the thing, too. I see so many pit bulls. I mean, a, a sweet pit bull 
seems like possibly the sweetest dog of all. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just so loving and, and, and things like that. And I don't know if it's just misinformation or or just one too many news stories in people's faces. But you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it would. It, and this is this is part of it. It, it, it additionally uh, would adjust the ability of uh, public housing authorities to have specific regulations on on breeds. You know, and, and denying certain breeds because I, I, how many times do you see someone is like, oh my gosh, I've got to move into a place or I've got to move. And I can't find any place that will take my dog. Sometimes I look at those people and go, well, what the hell are you doing? You can't get rid of your dog. But if you're looking for a place to live, especially in this climate, and you got only a couple options and and they're just telling you straight up, you can't have a pit bull here. It is a uh, it's a terrible situation. So uh, Mm. I, I, uh, I, I like this. I like focusing more on individual dogs than just throwing a blanket over. These dogs are bad and they can't they can't be here. Correct. I totally agree. This is just a terrible, terrible story. Uh, and not many uh, bear stories uh, end well, but this mm. goes bad in a whole different way. An Oregon man trying to protect his uh, home from a bear instead fatally shot his brother by mistake and then turned the gun on himself moments later. The man oh. called nine nine one one about 7 a.m. on Tuesday and told dispatchers that he had accidentally shot his brother while loading a gun after being startled by the bear, according to Josephine County Undersheriff Travis Snyder. Deputies rushed to the Placer home in Sunny Valley, which is an un- unincorporated community uh, off of uh, Interstate 5. Uh, there, they found a man dead from a gunshot wound. They checked the rural residence, uh, which sits in a, what the hell's a gulch? Is that like a like a, a big ditch? ditch? Yeah. Uh, just south of a, uh, an area with wooded hills, and that is where they found a second man dead. Uh, he had died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, uh, the undersheriff said. Sheriffs officially did not immediately identify either man. Oregon uh, is home to more than 25,000 black bears, according to the, to the county parks department, which warns residents living in bear country to obviously keep food and garbage secured and to slowly walk away man what a like this is something that happens in a movie like these these instances where somebody accidentally shoots somebody and then in that moment they just make a decision that they are they know they're not going to be able to live with what they've done and they just to make that decision to take their own life on the scene that immediate grief oh brutal absolutely brutal by the way not to add levity to this but uh, going back to the word gulch uh an ex-girlfriend of mine used to say uh Oh, yeah, put it in my love gulch. Dude, that needs to be added to the most disturbing words on earth. Gulch. Love gulch. Give it to me right in the gulch. Put it in my gulch. It's kind of, it's it's almost multiple bad words, or or at least not pleasant words put together. I know the gullet was on the list. Right. So then you just had a gulch. 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 What if we uh, went to do mornings someplace and we were Gunt and Gulch in the mornings? Dude, as long as I get to be Gulch, I'm happy. You know What it. about Gunt Man? <laughs> Gunt Man and Gulch. I think that pops a little bit. <laughs> we're ready for Dubuque. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to turn around this housing crisis, but I can tell you uh, what is kind of, at least in the Tampa Bay area, ground zero for it. Uh, the, the officials 
aren't going to do anything to change it. At least they didn't yesterday. St. Petersburg city officials uh, met Thursday or today uh, met Thursday to determine whether they could move forward with rent control or uh, some different uh, regulations that would stabilize rent. But based on the advisement of legal analysts, the measure failed in a vote uh, three in a three to one vote. Uh, the reasoning is because, according to experts, it's extremely difficult to pass that sort of rent control and measure uh, in the state of Florida. In fact, no city has been able to implement rent control since 1977 in the state of Florida. Wow. The statute sets a a high bar for cities to meet in order to pass rent control. First, they have to declare a housing emergency, which they denied to do today. Uh, Lawyers said it would be difficult to prove short of a natural disaster or a war. Uh, It's very hard to to declare a state of emergency, specifically in the housing market. The measure also specifically says rent control wouldn't apply to luxury apartments, which the 50-year-old statute defines as uh, an average rent of over two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, that's luxury. Oh man! So essentially, the entire rental market um, would would be exempt from the rules. Mm. Uh, attorneys warn St. Pete uh, council members that the city would face tens of millions of dollars in lawsuit if they tried to pass rent control measures. Something's got to be done. I don't know that it's rent control, but something has to be done. Man, it's it's so it's so crazy. Only because it, it seems to be intensifying. At, a, at just a crazy rate, and I can only, you know, look at what I know firsthand, and, and the fact that probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit more. I mean, we were, we thought we were, we were going for it. We were making yeah. offers, we made a bunch of offers, and and we were, and, and seeing those same exact houses now being almost a hundred thousand dollars more than they were, you know, in the span of a year. Like, what does that mean for a year from now? I mean, it's just the idea of what the average person can uh, can afford here. And I know that it's happening all over the state of Florida is just changed uh, dramatically. I'm about to send my rent check in today just so it's not late and uh, I stay on my landlord's good side. Yeah, because uh, God Oof. knows. I mean, that's the thing. If you are in some place where you're paying decent rent, uh, be grateful for your landlords because uh, they could probably be, um, you know, they could probably be charging you way more. For sure. So I'm not seeing people necessarily come for Dave Chappelle, but mm. but I'm surprised that they're not a little bit more. And he's already on the wrong side of, of, of wokeness these days anyways. Yeah. Uh, but Dave Chappelle spoke out at a, at a town hall meeting in the place in which he lives. The town of Yellow Springs, Ohio, will not move forward with an affordable housing development after Dave Chappelle and others uh, spoke out against the building plan during a meeting on Monday. The proposition would have seen Oberer Home add low-income homes to their upcoming development instead of just single-family homes uh, that start above $300,000. Chappelle's interest appears to stem from his Yellow Springs-based businesses, from his company Iron Table Holdings, uh, to a restaurant and a comedy club he's planning to open. Uh, When Chappelle got to the mic during Monday's meeting, he threatened to take his businesses and all of his interests outside of Yellow Springs should the affordable housing development break ground. In his own words, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million uh, a year company while it kicks out a $65 million a year company. He said, I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. Let me, let me tweak the information you have just a little bit. This is not an entire affordable housing community. This is a community where there are 143 lots 
That's $39 million. He's opposed to the whole development. Along with that development, the developers are like, oh, no, no, there's affordable housing here. Three of the 143 lots were designated for future low-cost housing. Dave just doesn't want to see too much development come to Yellow Springs. Right, right, right. So that's the the where it's it's so there will be houses that start above three hundred thousand dollars, and they will add low-income houses to that to that as well. Somewhere, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a yeah, and and, and I don't see um, it is interesting though. If you're st- opening businesses, wouldn't you want more people in the city? Mm, I think he wants more visits downtown. Like he's got some some financial interests downtown, uh, but I don't think he wants to see Yellow Springs be homogenized. What is uh, what's so special about Yellow Springs? Out of all of the places on earth, where you know one of the greatest comedians ever could could uh, is he from there originally? Yeah, I think he's from there originally, and he's got a lot of acreage up there, and people seem to leave him the hell alone up there. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, aggressive language. I mean, it was definitely yeah. a, an ultimatum if you will it was uh do this and tell me goodbye yeah and, and you know he he's he's definitely made his contributions to the town and uh and seems to care about the area a lot um it'll be interesting i mean they and once he said that they were like okay you, you got it dave you know he, he seemed to have made his point Just keep the poor people out got it <laughs> uh, man, this story is almost too damn good to, uh, to be true. And uh, <laughs> marketing is hard. And, and finding somebody to uh, put together the right marketing pieces for you, I'm sure, can be even harder. But, uh, man, I don't know if they got a budget marketing company. But Chiaro's Pizza and Restaurant in Sellersville, Pennsylvania, apologized after accidentally running a magazine ad that featured a well-endowed nude man in the lot art atop a cappuccino. Uh, the free magazine Community Connection Monthly was mailed out to local residents, uh, one of whom noticed the hidden portrait and notified the restaurant. So it's the... Um I don't know what I'm sure maybe there's an official name, but this is the very popular uh, meme slash photo of the uh, the the very large uh, black gentleman with his very large uh, penis hanging out. Are you familiar with it? Unfortunately, uh, I am. So it's it, it really is. Have you seen the picture yet? Uh, well, no. It is. It is very, very subtle that it's there, but but it's it's, it's a. It, you can see the cream kind of drizzling down into the cappuccino cup, and then as you look at it, you might not even notice it at first glance. But then once you look a little closer, you can you can see that uh, that undeniable image of that man with his very large mm. penis dangling down. So huge. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a hell of a prank. I mean, I'm sure it, it went sideways for them, <laughs> but whoever was behind that uh, does deserve a little bit of a pat on the back. I just can't believe how big it is. Yeah. Uh, I think that finally the face of uh, sports broadcasting will change. I think mm. we've talked about this general idea many of times before, and I know that I've heard other people kind of sing this idea in the past. Uh, sports broadcasting needs more personality. We need more characters and I guess finally ESPN has realized that uh, with the fact that they found a winner with the Manning cast alternative broadcast on ESPN 2. For fans of that specifically uh, the Manning cast is going to continue through 2024 uh, but ESPN has now worked out a new expanded deal with Peyton, Eli and Omaha Productions and this is going to open up the whole thing. They're going to start doing versions of this with people that are closely tied to the sport or celebrities or or different versions of that. You can expect to see it coming to uh, college football, uh, 
golf, and UFC uh, sometime in the year 2022 going into 2023. This is going to be a concerted effort by ESPN uh, to add broadcast uh, just like this, which I think that is kind of what, what, what sports is missing is, is, is those characters and personalities in the booth. I agree from a concept perspective, just as a viewer and as a technical insider, you've got to fix the delay that occurs when they talk to each other. I know that there's probably nothing they can do about it right now, uh, but if John can do his show from his house on one of these Comrex and I can do my show from the Comrex and there's no delay when we talk, why are the Manning brothers talking all over Tom Brady and vice versa? Yeah. Fix it. Yeah, there is a major, and it probably has a lot to do with the video. I think that the yep. video, especially because it's not even, from what I can tell, I, I mean, you, it's hard to believe that ESPN doesn't drop a briefcase at every single person's house who's going to be on that. Because it kind of appears that depending on who it is, some connections are better than others. It, it does feel like they just tell whoever the guest is, hey, be there, be on your Zoom, whatever it is. There doesn't seem to be parameters. I, I would say hopefully in response to that, the days of everybody being separate will hopefully be over Oh day, yeah, you know, maybe, and I, I really don't know. I mean, nobody offices are closing down. It does feel like Zoom will just be the the way of the world forever. But hopefully, sure. at least in some instances, uh, people will actually be able to be together, and guests will be able to uh, to to be on site, or at least some version of that. That'd be even better. Yeah, hopefully. Well, yeah. hopefully. Uh, New York is going through a very interesting situation right now, uh, and, and I've, I've witnessed it personally happen in another state. Uh, while New York works on launching the legal market for recreational marijuana, in the in-between time, entrepreneurs have uh, got right into a legal gray area by saying they're not selling pot but giving it away while people buy something else. Now the state is saying they have jumped the gun and need to stop immediately. So this happened to me many, many years ago. Uh, we went to Washington, D.C., and they had passed it. They had legalized it recreationally, but they hadn't put together the framework of the of the laws and, and everything and the regulation that would come that would come with it. So in the in-between time, these people opened up dispensaries, but they most of them had a product that they sold first and foremost. So, for example, the place that I experienced and they delivered, it was a uh, it was a fresh juice company. So you would you would call and you would pick your fresh juice and then and then you would uh you would pick with your juice do you want a little or 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 love a little love or lots of love and oh. it was the difference between a gram and eight oh. or a quarter so then based on what you picked you want what kind of love you wanted yeah. your bottle of juice would oh. cost you you know a hundred dollars oh. uh, or whatever it may be and then and then you got the weed as a gift with oh. your juice Give me that fresh squeezed Florida orange juice with a whole lot of love. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think they made it through without anybody getting cracked down in D.C. But the Office Brilliant. of Cannabis Management said Tuesday it sent letters to uh, more than two dozen enterprises it suspects of illegally selling weed. They were told to stop or face fines, potential criminal charges, and risk to their prospects of getting a license once they are uh, available. Oh. It, little instances like this just show you. It's so not about just letting people smoke weed. Like right. they passed the law. You can smoke weed. <laughs> but just if they're not getting their money the right way, then you can't smoke weed. It's just as much about them getting what they need as it is about people getting what they want. It probably yeah, a little it, bit more. 
You're right, and in Florida, it's a, it, they seem to make sure, want to make sure that the money goes to the right people in their eyes, which is why recreational weed flamed out once again, and why they still can't get medical right because they're too busy making sure that the people they want to get money get money. Uh, we often touch on uh, what's happening out in California and specifically San Francisco is kind of, uh, you know, I think because become a hellhole a little bit. Did you see this story? Dude, the the bum that they interviewed. Yes. I'm sorry, the the uh, currently home dehomeable individual. Yes, yes, and the the the, the audio of the interview is just oh. fascinating. And I don't oh. know that I don't know that every uh, you know homeless person has the these <laughs> same kind of thoughts and approach. Oh. Uh, but this guy uh, is completely homeless. Uh, by choice, and he is living his best life, streaming uh, streaming Amazon Prime from his phone, collecting cash and food stamps from the government, uh, saying that the police never bother him. And uh, hold on, let me make sure. Yeah, here's uh, some of the clips of with James. Oh, How long have you been in San Francisco? Since uh, June. You're going to be homeless. It's pretty easy here. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, they pay you to be homeless here. When you said that San Francisco pays people to be homeless, what did you mean by that? Did you mean that literally? Yeah. I mean, I get 620 bucks a month, dude. From general assistance? Yeah. Or what'd you get? How was that hard to get? Phone call, bro. Phone call. 200 food stamps and 620 bucks cash a month? Wow. Forget about it. Why wouldn't I do it? You know? Free money, dude. Yep. This right now is, is literally by choice. Literally by choice. Like, why would I want to pay rent? I'm not doing it. I got cell phone that I have Amazon Prime and Netflix on. We used to battle with the cops. Now, it's like the cops are... It's like they're your neighbor, you know? The cops told us uh, this morning, like, oh, it'd be easier if you guys packed up in the morning. We wouldn't have to come out here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, pack up in the morning. I'm like, why? You know? Like, oh, okay, and then went on. What's what's the conspiracy here? Like, what is why would a why would any government, local, federal, or anything create a scenario like this? I, I just I, I struggle I struggle oh. to find who is who who benefits from from these kind of of, of laws and rules being in place where right. it, it becomes uh, you know peaceful and easy to to not have to look and to not to do anything. I think San Francisco has always been a little bit uh, uh, off when it comes to uh, everything it, it, from what I've read with city policies and whatnot, especially when it comes to homeless. They've always had an issue there. But when they experienced the tech crunch and and affordable housing became a thing of the past, everybody's snatching up all the houses there. I think they realized they had a huge problem on their hands and they maybe wanted to make it a little easier for the people who are begging on the street. I don't know, but you want to look at, at why they've got a crisis right now. Talk, listen to that guy's comments. It's easier for him to be homeless than it is not. I'm going to ask a question that that that's going to sound really, really heart heartless, and, and I don't want it to sound that way. But I just okay. I think it's it's the ultimate big picture question: Should being homeless be uncomfortable? Um, no, because every individual, no matter whether they are homed or unhomed, deserves comfort and. and I know that we don't want to see anyone out there making a living on the street because that doesn't feel right to us. Uh, but I think everyone's got the right to be comfortable. Right. And I will say what's happened locally here has made me look at, 
you know, the homeless situation in other places differently because, you know, reading some of these stories, Tampa Bay Times, you know, it had that great write up last week where, you know, these people, these these are people that are just a, a little, you know, they're not they're not poor people per se. They're not the average homeless person. They're right in that, you know, some of these people are paying, you know, roughly what I pay in rent and they have that job where that's just about what they can afford. So you take that away and you take the existence of anything like that to rent. You are then homeless. You, do, I mean, you, they're just not an option. And I think it's way worse out west and in, 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 in New York and certain areas where if you aren't independently wealthy almost or making really good money, like there are legitimately no options for you mm-hmm. to live anywhere. I know. It, it's it's scary. And look what's happening in L.A. right now with their tent city uh, that they're trying to clean up for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, these two stories kind of tied directly to each other uh, in a way. The great migration during the pandemic uh, has seen Americans fleeing uh, a lot of states to come to other states. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is most of the states um, that, are, uh, that people are leaving are Democrat-run states, and they are heading to... Right now, New Jersey, New York, uh, California, all uh, Nevada, all have uh, people fleeing in mass. And Florida, Texas, the Carolinas, and Big Sky Country are seeing the biggest increase in population that they've ever seen before. Is this? I mean, is this a? Do you think that these are short-sighted? I mean, it's been two years now. Is this all COVID? I would say mostly COVID. Yeah. Yeah, man. Of the fifty state of the fifty U.S. states, forty-two in D.C. have individual income taxes, and forty-one of those states' income from wages and salaries are considered taxes. Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming do not have state income tax. The other thing is, it's COVID, but it's it's the side effects of COVID. If you find out that you can work from anywhere in the world, all of a sudden. Why wouldn't you do that looking at the beach or looking out at a mountain range or, or wherever that may be? Why wouldn't you want to do that uh, in, in places with the most beautiful scenery if you no longer have to go to an office anymore? Yeah, that should be your number one goal, I would think. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, it may be time. Like, is, is it wrong to say that maybe the Irwins aren't the best animal handlers on Earth? Uh, I think proof positive, uh, John, that, uh, that uh, Steve is dead. Uh, would lead one to believe that, yes. Well, his son almost got ate by a cro- eaten, <laughs> eaten uh, by a crocodile. Uh, Robert Irwin documented the conclusion of Crikey, it's the Irwins, on Instagram over the weekend, in which he attended to the feeding of Casper. It was a 12-foot uh, saltwater crocodile at the Australian Zoo. Uh, Irwin called the encounter one of the most intense croc feeds I've ever done. In the caption of the video, um, this thing turned on him, and he had to run very quickly away up and over the fence so that he would not uh, get eaten. I imagine anytime you're dealing with a crocodile, there's a possibility that you might uh, get chomped on. Mm. But I just look at the Irwins as the pinnacle of uh, animal handlers. And to see him running uh, so scared just makes me question whether or not they... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.